One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The few times that I've seen Kenya and Mark together, I've never seen them lovey-dovey. It's always like he's standing over here and she's standing over here. It's almost like it's an agreement. All of the couples seem to be happy, just enjoying each other so much. I'm just really disappointed. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. We have so much to talk about today. Of course, we have this week's Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I found bone-chilling. I thought Mark Daly is a villain for the ages. Truly do not like him. I want Kenya to find someone brand new. I do not like this Mark Daly. He is treating her so poorly. (laughs) That fourth wall was broken and we saw Mark Daly just acting like a complete monster. I do not care for him. Although he is very compelling to watch on TV, but he's an asshole monster. I do not like him. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. We also talk about the New Jersey reunion, which started off with a bang, I thought. I thought the New Jersey reunion was good. We'll talk about that. And then we also have Hannah Burner from Summerhouse on the show. If you want to listen to my chat with Hannah Burner, you could just skip ahead. I'll put the timestamps in the episode description. But Hannah and I got to chat about the season of Summerhouse. And then also Luke, her co-star from Summerhouse, that hot male model, he called her in the interview. So we also got to chat with Luke. So there's a lot going on. Uh, before we get to the recap, I have to say there are still tickets available left for uh, Dallas for the live show if you want to come see me. Uh, go to everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, you can click live shows, and there'll be a link to the Dallas to buy tickets. And then next week, I'll be in Atlanta and Dallas. I'm so super excited. The shows are going to be really fun. We'll be talking Vanderpump Rules. We'll touch on Atlanta Housewives. We'll be talking about it all. I know a lot of people are asking what we're going to recap. And uh, next week, we'll be talking Vanderpump Rules. Uh, but we'll We'll tip into every. When I'm in Dallas, of course, I'm going to have to touch on the Dallas Housewives. When I'm in Atlanta, of course, I'm going to have to touch on Atlanta Housewives. So we'll have lots to talk about. I think it'll be a really fun time. I'm super excited. So that's the that on that. I want to say uh, this week's Atlanta, you guys, so, so good. I thought it was fantastic. Maybe the best episode of the season. I love when we break that fourth wall and we got a hot mic moment. It was a Jinx esque moment. It was really, really good. But we open on Eva's baby shower, which is at Natasha's house, her friend Natasha's house. And I know she has some stuff with the house, but it was a little bizarre to me that we're at someone named Natasha, who I don't think has ever even spoken on this show before. And Nini said, we don't even know if Eva has a house. That's what she said in her confessional. (laughs) That's what she said in her confessional. And it was a Midsommar-themed baby shower. Everyone was wearing the flower crowns as if they were going to Coachella, like they were Vanessa Hudgens at Coachella. They were all wearing the flower crowns, which I appreciated. Uh, Portia's flower crown was really doing it for me. The the flower work on Portia's head was fantastic. I don't know if she got a different one, if she ordered it from somewhere else, if she had it specially made, but it looked fantastic. And Kenya shows up. They all are at this baby shower, which I was surprised that Kenya was there because her and Eva have such a contentious relationship. And then even I was most concerned about Candy arriving late because did you notice all the women were sitting down eating and talking and Candy wasn't there and then Candy arrived late and we know that Candy is the one who likes to eat most on camera. Okay, she's the one who eats most on camera, and she didn't arrive until very late, and I wondered, did they keep the food out for her? Did she just come from eating? Like, I was very concerned for Candy, because I thought she's probably so disappointed that they all ate without her. And then I didn't see her eat after that. I wondered what was going on. Did she get a chance to get that food? I don't know. It was Caribbean food. It looked fantastic. Oh, and you guys, know who was at this baby shower? Queen icon legend Miss Juicy. I don't know if you saw this. Miss Juicy is a little person who's the star of Little Women Atlanta on Lifetime. Now, this reality show, Little Women Atlanta, is fantastic. And if you don't ever watch that show, you probably see Miss Juicy memes on the internet. She is so, so funny. And I've said this on the show before. I think Miss Juicy needs to join the cast of The Real House of Atlanta. And here she is, integrated into the group flawlessly. I don't know why she didn't get a confessional, why she didn't, didn't even get a speaking part on this week's episode. I was so disappointed. But I was excited to see her. I think Miss Juicy, you guys, early on in my podcast, I interviewed her. And it was really good. It was really, it was one of the first episodes I ever did. But she did make me wait like an hour and a half past our scheduled time for the interview. But I didn't even care because I was so excited to chat with Miss Juicy. 
Also, right before the interview, she had blocked me on social media, and then we had an interview set up, so it was really... <laughs> I like asked her on air. I was like, so you blocked me? And she's like, what? Anyway, I love Miss Juicy. I love her. I worship her. I worship her. Now, all the women at this baby shower, they were doing that toilet paper dress game, which I thought was a bridal shower game. I never saw it. I thought it's a bachelorette party game, a bridal shower. I don't know why they were doing toilet paper wedding gowns. Maybe I missed something. You know, occasionally things slip past me. Last week on the show, I had said that Marlo was saved in Candy's phone as Marlo News. <laughs> you guys, I got corrected so many times. Many people told me that it was actually saved as Marlo New Number, but I didn't see that hashtag. Everyone was like, why did you say it was Marlo News? And I was like, I don't know. I thought that's what it said, but people told me it was Marlo New Number. So occasionally I miss things, but I didn't understand why they were doing toilet paper wedding gowns at a baby shower, a baby shower. You know, Frank from Father of the Bride. I always want to say baby shower the way he did. But um, anyway, unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, I can't just be Frank full time. Uh, But the point is, we have this event that's called the Black Lab, I believe it was called, and it's for black men to talk to younger black men. It's being put on by Kenya's Mark. And so they're throwing this thing, and everyone's invited, although Kenya was upset that Nini and Greg were invited. Um, but everyone's going to be there. Kenya even apologized to Tanya for calling her the see you next Tuesday. And so they're all going to be over there. We also should just briefly touch on the transitional music this week. There was a song that went like this. Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the diva of them all? I wake up in the morning with the nicest legs in the kitchen cooking bacon, rice, and eggs. I'm a diva. I'm a diva. I don't like to beg. I make my own grits and a side of steg. (laughs) I'm not sure that that last word was steg, but I tried my best to decode it. And unfortunately, I didn't have the closed captioning on because it wasn't working at the time. So I'm not sure exactly what that last transitional lyric was. But the point is, the transitional music on this show is truly next level these days. I'm not sure what's happening, but it's next level. So then uh, we cut to a scene of Candy self-taping. She's going up for a role. And a lot of people online were saying this, that maybe this was like a, a promotional thing. You know how Bravo does like those in-episode commercials for movies? Some people were thinking that's what this was. Like it was a commercial for the show. Was it The Chai? Is that what she was auditioning for? And I didn't actually think it was a commercial, although it was very aggressive marketing. And I think Candy ended up getting the role because I think she's in this show now. Um, unclear. But the point is, uh, Don Juan was there and it was revealed that there's nudity for this role and Candy's playing like a very masculine, energetic or a masculine energy, uh, woman. And I think we need to watch this. What's going on? Did it air? I need to go see. I'll look it up after this podcast, but, um, Candy reveals that Todd wants to be in control and he wants Candy to take a back seat. And that's not how it's going to be. And I've been saying this for weeks now. I don't like this controlling side of Todd. And I'm glad I'm not too concerned with Candy because I think Candy's a boss-ass bitch. And I don't think she's going to let Todd control her in that way. But it does trouble me a little bit uh, the way that she's speaking about how Todd is speaking to her. Does that make sense? Anyway. Then we cut to a scene of Cynthia and Kenya chatting at Lake Bailey with some guacamole. And look, I just have to say, every single scene Cynthia Bailey's in, she's got some sort of a Mexican side dish. She's got some guacamole, some salsa. A couple weeks ago, we saw her at the wine cellar with wine glasses filled with salsa. That's not what you put salsa in, Cynthia Bailey. And here she was making guacamole. And I don't know what's going on, if she's about to open a Mexican restaurant or what. But it seems to me that she's really pushing the Mexican uh, appetizers. And so we've seen every single scene she's in, she's pushing a, a tortilla chip, a nacho, a salsa, a guacamole. What's next? Enchiladas? She's going to be coming after Sheena's enchilada recipe if, before we know it. I mean, it's truly... Truly, truly shocking. And I can't watch it. I'm on a little bit of a diet these days. I'm trying to eat healthy. Let's take a little detour here. I've actually been eating healthy the best I can lately. And Matt's been cooking very healthy. He's been making all sorts of really healthy stuff. And he's been not letting me eat the junk food that's in the house. So we haven't actually had any junk food in the house. So when I want a, like a sweet a cookie or something like that, I have to like go to the store and sneak it. And recently, I had gone to the store. We have a grocery store that's in walking distance gone to the store and I was really craving something sweet. Now, I know I can't bring it in the house because he'll either throw it away or yell at me, shame me in eating it. And so 
I went to the store and there there were these cookies, these chocolate chip cookies. They come in a pack of four at the grocery store and they're cheap, but I love them. I love them so, so much. So I see them there and I'm thinking, okay, Matt's going to be mad. I can't bring that whole bag, but I wanted just like one. You know, I didn't want to eat the whole pack, but I wanted one. So recently I went and I got the four pack And then as I was leaving, I thought, I can't bring these back in the house, but there's a homeless woman that sits very close by to that grocery store. And I see her all the time. And so I thought, you know what? I'll eat one. I'll give her the rest of the other three cookies. And then I'll get home and uh, it'll be good. Matt will have no, be none the wiser that I had this chocolate chip cookie. So then a couple days go by and I'm like really on the brim. I'm really stressed. And I'm thinking, I really need to just like closet eat some snacks. So I go to the grocery store and they have these donuts. And so they were like two for a dollar because they were um, not old, but they were, you know, when they do the discount donuts, they were two for a dollar. And I thought, I can't eat two and I can't bring the other donut into the house because Matt will yell at me. So I get one donut and I'm thinking, okay, I'll give the other one to the woman outside. Great. That's nice. So I get one donut. I eat it right outside the grocery store and I give this nice woman the other donut. I go on my merry way. Another couple days go by, and Matt's like, hey, do you want to run to the grocery store? Like, let's get some some food for dinner. So we decide to walk there together. Walk to the grocery store and get our groceries, and we leave, and we're going past the woman. And I kind of like nod my head at her, but at this point, I don't have any sweets for her. And we're waiting for the light. So she's right by the traffic light. So we're waiting for the light to tell us we can cross the street. So we're waiting right by this woman. And I like, I say hello. And, and then she says, uh, do you have any donuts for me? And I said, Oh no, I don't have any. And I'm thinking in my head, like, fuck, like Matt's going to know that I'm giving this woman sweets and that I'm eating them myself as well. <laughs> so, well, I just politely said, I said, no, I don't have any donuts for you. She goes, how about cookies? And at this point, Matt looks at me and he's like, what's going on here? Like, why do you have this rapport with this woman where she's asking you for sweets? And I said, no, I don't have any cookies. And she goes, well, do you have anything for me today? You usually do. And I'm thinking, fuck, Matt's looking at me. And so we, of course, look in the bag and we had some of these healthy, those um, tortilla chips that are, what are, they're not even tortilla chips. Those siete, siete, siete. Uh, tortilla chips. They're like gluten-free chips. So I give her the bag and I'm thinking like, please, in my head, I'm thinking, Matt, don't ask me about this. Don't ask me about this. Don't ask me about this. So right when we walk past her, we cross the street, he goes, why does that woman think you have donuts and cookies for her? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, who knows? (laughs) I don't know why she's asking me that. And then he's like, you've given her donuts and cookies before. And I was like, maybe once in a while, like I have. And he's like, well, she's never asked you for them before. And I was like, well, you know, I might have gone to the grocery store and given her some leftover cookies and donuts. And he's like, why did you buy those? And he starts yelling at me. So then at this point, Matt's mad at me. The homeless woman is mad at me. Everyone's mad at me because of what I thought was a nice gesture of giving away some cookies and donuts. But it turns out I'm being shamed for it. So then uh, I have to convince Matt that I'm eating healthy, and he does not believe me at any point now. Now he just thinks I'm going to the grocery store at every given moment of the day. Anytime I leave the house, he's like, are you going to go to the grocery store again and closet eat some sweets? (laughs) No. Like, no. I've been shamed in my own household, you guys. And then the woman's always expecting me to give her some desserts. As if I'm Mrs. Fields, she's expecting me to hand her some desserts every time I walk past her. And it's I've really gotten myself into a pickle. I've really gotten myself into pickle. And so I just encourage you, you know, be careful out there and be careful out there. And the woman does not want the Siete chips. She does not want those gluten-free chips. She wants the donuts. She wants the cookies. She wants the good stuff. And I respect that because I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But now I'm being shamed in my own household. And uh, I can't even leave the house with somebody thinking I'm closet eating on the road. So it's a rough go. It's a rough go. Anyway, where were we here on The Real Houses of Atlanta? Um, we have to talk about uh, the Wendy Williams call. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams called NeNe Leakes. Wendy fucking Williams called NeNe Leakes, which I'm shocked that Wendy Williams on the show. And there were these rumors a while back that Wendy Williams might join The Real Houses of New York. And seeing her in Atlanta, I was thinking, I wonder if Wendy's testing the waters with the housewives, because maybe she would think that she could possibly go. Uh, it was interesting to me. I liked this phone call with Wendy Williams. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but Nini talks to her about Greece. So all the women are going to Greece, and Nini's like, I don't know if I want to go. Wendy, uh, Wendy says that she needs to make up with Kenya. 
Wendy Williams, I have a very love-hate relationship with, because on her show, she oftentimes says stuff that is so awful. Uh, but then oftentimes I love watching her show. So it's a very love-hate relationship. I don't know if she's the greatest human being, but uh, do I often like when she's doing hot topics on my TV? Of course. Of course. Um, but then we got to talk about how Nini's face looks face-tuned in the episodes, doesn't it? Have you guys noticed Nini's confessional look? It looks like her face is face-tuned. It looks beautiful, but it looks like an entirely new face that's face-tuned. I think there was a moment where she was talking to Wendy Williams and Wendy said something about her face and Nini's like, I have done nothing to this face. And I'm thinking, what? Is there a filter on her? Like, what's happening? Is the Sierra filter on Nini's face? Like, what's going on? There's definitely a filter on the screen. And I wonder if that was written into the contract because there is an Instagram filter on Nini's confessional. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, we cut to Mark and Kenya getting ready for this charity event. He's being an asshole. He... You guys, he says that what Kenya picked out for him to wear is not appropriate, and he like says he hates the tie, and Kenya says, look, you asked me last minute to get you an outfit, this is all they had. He's just so fucking exhausting. What a fucking dick. Fucking hate him. He's just such an asshole to her. And Kenya's a beautiful gal, and here she is getting him an outfit, and then she goes to get ready, and he's like, you're getting ready before me? It's like, yeah, fuck you. Of course she's getting ready before you. She's a woman, and she's got to do her hair, her makeup. She just went shopping for you. She probably needs to unwind for a minute before she gets ready. Like, leave her the fuck alone. I never thought I would stand this hard for Kenya more, but here I am because he's just treating her like so poorly. So poorly. And then at the event, uh, Cynthia's mic is like doing a speech and hosting And Mark, like, ignores him right off the bat. He's just such an asshole. Such an asshole. I gotta say, I've been saying all the men on Atlanta are pretty bad, but I think Eva's husband is actually very nice. He seems like a nice guy. So I just want to give him the props. He seems like a very nice man. As far as I know, maybe I missed something, but as far as I know, Eva's husband seems really lovely, and I just would like to say that. I want want to know that I'm being heard. I want to know that I'm being heard. Um, Anyway, then, Mark doesn't say one word about Kenya. It's so tragic. It's so uncomfortable. There was also an acapella performance of Amazing Grace that was the slowest version I've ever heard. They were it was just like uh May Z Grace. <laughs> the slowest. Did you guys catch that version of Amazing Grace? I kept looking at my watch. I'm like, is this an extended episode? Like what's that? It was an extended episode, but it was like Amazing Grace took up 20 minutes of the episode. I'm like, I don't know that we needed the whole verse. It literally took 20 minutes for them to get through the first verse of Amazing Grace. And it was the slowest performance I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's a beautiful song. I know it's got religious uh, tones to it, but it was just so fucking slow. Never heard anything like it. Uh... May, Z, Gray. <laughs> so fucking slow. Like, speed it up. I was like shouting at my screen, speed it up. Hurry up and get there sooner. Like, what is going on? Um, and then Marlo, she gets there and she's upset right off the bat because she's not sitting with the group. I do love Marlo with the nephews. I think Marlo, it's like that movie Raising Helen. Did you guys ever see that with Queen Icon legend Kate Hudson? It reminds me of that, like Marlo's relationship with the kids. I, I would like to see Marlo remake that film. Or I'd like to have a spinoff show. You know, we've been calling on Marlo to get a peach on Atlanta. And I would like if Marlo just got a spinoff show called Raising Marlo that was based on Raising Helen. Because that's the kind of television I need. But anyway, Marlo... She decides to stay. Kenya uh, tells Marlo to just be happy she's in the room. And then Kenya's talking to Candy about Marlo and this whole chair situation, which I love when there's chair drama. Nothing better on Housewives than when there's chair drama. We had it on a Jersey this week, too, which was exciting. But the point is, uh, Kenya is telling Candy about it and talking shit about Marlo. And then Mark is, like, not taking her aside again. And it's just getting out of hand at this point. Like, Mark is never on Kenya's side. It's so hard to watch. It's cringy. And then we see Mark giving an interview saying he hates marriage. He says, everybody knows that. And then he talks about it being invasive, meaning the cameras. Oh, you guys, this last scene, this last five minutes, Mark says, tell them to stop filming. They have five more minutes. And if they don't, I'm going to stop it. and It'll be ugly. End it. Whoo, you guys, I had chills. The whole last 10 minutes of this episode, I thought, were just so chilling. And then at the end... It said uh, they separately announced that they'll get a divorce. Woo! Woo! This was was an episode for the ages. This was an episode. 
They gave it to us in episode, finally. And next week, we had to Greece. Atlanta's firing on all cylinders right now. I'm very into it. Very, very into it. Loving it. But this Mark's got to go. It's got to go. He's good TV, but he's got to go. G2G, he's got to go. We got to talk about New Jersey. You guys, the reunion is here. I was very excited about it. You guys know how I love chair drama. And Danielle, in the preview for this reunion, she's saying she has to sit next to Andy or else. And that's exciting. This reunion is also at like a very huge theater. Uh, it's a big theater. It looks like a big house. I don't know why they were filming at such a huge theater, but it looks great. There was like an homage to the season one reunion. So like the flooring was similar and there's like some sort of picture in the background that was like the season one. The women all look great. I love Teresa's hair jewelry. Uh, I didn't love the bottom of her gown, but I loved her hair and makeup, uh, especially. Uh, Jennifer looks like a totally new human, and Andy even commented on it. And then uh, Melissa's wearing a fantastic uh, jumpsuit. She's got laryngitis, but she's wearing a fantastic black uh, glittery jumpsuit, which I loved. So they all looked great. And we started with a Melissa package. And right off the bat, I said, ugh. I thought, ugh, we're starting with a Melissa package? And then Andy asks, like, are you still considering freezing your eggs? She says, yes. And then Jennifer comes in and kicks this thing off with a bang. She said, ugh, enough. She's never having another baby. She said, number one, she's self-absorbed. And then she says that uh, it's all fake. She says, you're faking it. She said, I call bullshit. And it was like, wow, she's speaking for the people. I let out a sigh of relief. I thought that Jennifer is finally speaking for the people. I was so happy. Jennifer might be a little nuts on this reunion, but I loved it. I loved it. I, somebody needed to finally say, and then not only did Jennifer say it, but Andy says, uh, Callie from St. Louis said, Melissa, I'm tired of your fake storylines. The restaurant, the sister, and the baby. <laughs> I love this Callie from St. Louis, who was probably made up by producers. You know, there's no one that exists. This person does not exist. There is no Callie from St. Louis. This is a producer that was like, you know what? We're going to call Melissa out on these fake storylines, and we're going to have to make her a- answer for them. And it made me laugh so hard. It was so hard. Then Jen said she made up the fake-ass storyline. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, it felt like such a sense of relief. I felt like I just came. I was so relieved when this happened. So relieved. So I was really into this thing right off the bat. Um, then Andy starts talking to Margaret about the legal stuff. There was like a whale design that was maybe stolen. Uh, then we start talking about Marge Sr. and how we don't know Margaret's father. And Andy says, well, would you ever want to meet your father? And she goes, he's going to want buddy. So what do you, what are you going to want that fucking mess for? I got a psychic and she says that he's dead. At least I don't have to give him money, right, Andy? He's <laughs> fucking dead. I got a psychic. That's all I need. I, the psychic tells me he's probably dead. So who the fuck cares? <laughs> Andy also like asked something about her boobs and was like telling her how to do her boobs and I'm like you know what let her do her boobs however she wants however Margaret wants to style those tits is how she wants to style them she doesn't need some man telling her how to style the boobs you know what I'm saying he always does that on the reunions he asks about the boobs or the looks and I thought Andy quit it I always get mad when he asks about the surgeries or the boobs I just think, like, I would be like, I'll style them however the fuck I want. And Margaret did say something like, what do you want me to do? I'll do them how I want them. So she did say something like that, but I would get so frustrated. I'd be like, stop asking me about it. Like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to my own body. Anyway, then there's a whole thing about Dolores with Frank Sr. She says he hasn't uh, fucked Frank Sr. since Frankie was conceived. It felt to me at this point that the reunion was moving so fast. I thought we were going through these packages so quickly. They must have a lot of footage which I appreciate, because it felt like, didn't it feel like it was going at a quick pace, quick pace. Then they talk about the Dolores and Jackie feud. Jackie uh, says it's healthy to have emotions. She said the other women are saying, like, they're old school and stuff, and Jackie's like, it's okay to talk about your feelings and to feel things. Um, And they show that clip of of, uh, Jackie and Dolores fighting, where Jackie says, I don't consider it a lost Dolores. And then Dolores counters with, okay, Jackie. (laughs) Favorite moment. Favorite moment. Oh, loved it. Andy asked if it was like a little bit anti-Semitic, what Dolores was saying to Jackie. And then uh, Jackie says no. Jackie says no. And Jennifer gets in the mix too. Jennifer is just not letting anything go. I think Jennifer was seated at the end of that couch and she's like, you know what? I got to step up my game. And so she did everything to get the attention and it worked. It worked. We talk about the kids at college. We talk about the eating disorder, which I thought was uh, fantastic in the season. I thought it was so compelling. And Jackie says she saw that clip of her eating the quinoa chips at breakfast and she was horrified. 
But you know, that stuff never goes away. It just never goes away. Uh, also, Jennifer did a Siggy impression, which I don't think she was ever even on the show with Siggy. So I thought, this is weird. I wonder what Siggy was thinking at home. What was Siggy thinking at home as she said that? It's all I wanted, Siggy. Oh, you guys, Siggy was Siggy flew close, flew too close to the sun. That first season of Siggy, when we saw her and she entered with the facelift, I thought we're in for a wild ride with this woman, and I thought she'd stick around for a while. But then she kind of uh, she came and went quickly, and I didn't miss her. I don't miss Siggy, but she did fly too close to the sun. She surely did. Um, I was a little worried that Jennifer was trying too hard this season. I thought she could get into this villain Danielle-esque territory with the women because it seemed like she was going after all of them so much, except for Tree, who, by the way, Teresa didn't say anything this whole reunion. She was just barely talking, barely talking. They do soften Jennifer by talking about her mom's situation, her brother, and how Gabby, Gabby made new friends. Queen icon legend Gabby, her daughter. I was so happy that Gabby made the new friends. Because those assholes who were treating her poorly, I did not care for. Did not care for. Um, but I was worried a little bit that Jennifer's trying too hard. It's uh, it's troublesome. Troublesome. Um, but Andy does confront Jennifer about Bethany. Because Bethany had commented on an Instagram post that Jennifer was not a comedian or something like that. And then Jennifer on Watch What Happens Live sort of implied that Bethany was like the the skeleton from Tales from the Crypt, which, but it was like very, it was like a messy comeback. Like Jennifer was like, I hear they're rebooting Tales from the Crypt if you want to be in on that. And it was like, what? I wish Jennifer would have just been like, you look like the skeleton from Tales from the Crypt. You know, that's what she meant. I wish she would have said it. Of course you, God plans and, uh, or you plan and God laughs. So of course Jennifer probably had that comeback ready and then it didn't come out the way she intended. It was just so messy on Watch What Happens Live. You know, they're doing a reboot of Tales from the Crypt, and maybe you could be involved somehow, Bethany. (laughs) What the fuck are you trying to say, Jennifer? Just say she looks like a skeleton and move on. But again, we plan and God laughs. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the tea? Isn't that the tea? And then Jennifer says, she's like, Bethany knows she's a public figure. When you comment as a public figure, there are ramifications. And Andy says, did you lose comedy gigs? That was funny. Andy came back with a good one. I like that. Andy, I was like clapping. I'm like, you go, Andy. I like when he has a little like shady question like that. Ugh, it made me laugh. Did you lose comedy gigs? <laughs> oh, loved it. Anyway, uh, Melissa says that Jennifer's starving for attention, which I don't disagree with, but at least she's bringing on the reunion. I would like some of the other women to step up. I know Melissa's got laryngitis, but I would like her to step up. Uh, Dolores didn't say too much. Teresa didn't say too much. Jackie didn't say too much. Margaret, I feel like Margaret's kind of in the middle there, and Jennifer's really bringing it. I need these other women to step it up. They need to look alive. Look alive out there. When I used to step on a uh, baseball field, my dad would yell at me, look alive, Danny, because otherwise I'd just be like staring off into the sky. Do you know what I mean? Thinking about, I don't know, Ashley Simpson or something. But uh, it seems like these women need to look alive, because uh, Teresa was just sitting there. She looked so bored. She looked so bored. And maybe in the next episode's you know, she was the MVP for the finale, so maybe in the next episodes she'll step it up. But this one, eh, it was good. It started off really great, though. That stuff about Melissa made me laugh. Next time we have the men come out, uh, we have D- Danielle, who is demanding to be seated next to Andy. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. And that's the episode of New Jersey, you guys. So thank you all so much for listening. I want to leave you with my chat with Hannah Burner from Summerhouse. I hope you enjoy. Before I do, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino. Danny, and if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. Donate $4 or more per month. Get access to the bonus episodes. One or more, oh, I'm doing one a month. More importantly, the money helps support this podcast. Can't wait to see you guys next week on the at the live shows. I'm so excited. They're going to be great, fun. And I don't know what the release schedule is going to be like for the episodes next week. They might be a little off because of the live shows, but I will have two episodes coming out. I do have a Jessica Simpson book review, and then we'll have another one. So without further ado, please enjoy my chat. And this is how we'll end it with Hannah Burner. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but 
migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. I'm here with a very special guest from Summer House, Hannah. How are you doing, Hannah? I'm doing amazing, especially now that I'm here with you in beautiful LA. It's 70 degrees. I'm obsessed. I like LA. I said it. You said it. We were just talking about how you like LA, and I feel like uh, you're wanting to hate on LA, but you like it. I literally hate on LA so much because that's what New Yorkers do. It's sure. we we shit on stuff. And I found this Instagram filter where it made my lips really big and my nose really small and my eyes really big, <laughs> and I was like talking in like the LA Valley girl accent. And then I went on Sheena's podcast and she was like, why do you make fun of LA girls? And I was like, Sheena, <laughs> Sheena, don't call me out like that. It's too easy. <laughs> do, you, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? I do. So what do you think of it right now? I've, I am. I was obsessed with it. It was the show that, like, you know, when you're going through a hard time, you just need to watch a show to like get your mind off things. That's the show I like started from the beginning. Got me through a full depression. Sure. I will always Been love there. them. Yeah, always. Um, I think the show we're so in on it with them where we're like, it's like you almost you're rooting for them, but they're trying so hard to like transition the show, which is yeah. difficult. And I do think the problems are just different. I like how they're starting to break the fourth wall a little where it's like Britney's mad about trolls online and like the press and stuff they're getting because that is their reality. Right. And they might just have to accept that they're going to have to break a lot of fourth walls to make it really real and not right. feel forced. I agree. I think we need to like lean into all of that yeah. instead of just trying to dip our toe in and then back up. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I love about Summer House is that it feels so fresh. It kind of gives me that vibe. I, I don't think you guys are as messy as they were in their heyday because mm -hmm. in the Vanderpump Rules heyday, it was like crazy. crazy. I always say it's like Shakespearean stuff. Also, they, they don't live together. Like, I feel like if I was able to go back to my own like little apartment i could be so much meaner right. but you know you have to be in an uber with them like right after the dinner fight and you're like do i want Lindsay to claw my face in the uber how long are those drives to the house oh my god the dr it's the hardest part right. is f after a full day of working or whatever we do on friday or whatever we do <laughs> at 1 p.m we get in it in a car and one of us has to drive. I don't because I barely have a license because um, I'm from the city. But sure. it's basically a four-hour drive. Four hours? And you yeah. guys are doing it each weekend? Yep. So what's going on in the car rides? Are you talking about what's going on? Or do you try to save some of that for when you get to the house? Well, sometimes the car rides are filmed and some sometimes they're not. If they're not filmed, we sleep... Or we can't... We have to... It's the one rule with reality TV is save it for camera. Right. Like, make sure that you don't, like, have an authentic moment of, like, something important in your life when the cameras aren't there 
during summer house filming that's just like how you ruin a show so the hardest thing is when like i might want to tell Paige something but we're like in the car and i'm just like okay just go to sleep but i just have a huge mouth and i can't hold back yeah <laughs> uh, do you ever get in a point where during the week you're with Paige and you guys are talking about something important do you ever think like i need to film this like i feel like, I feel like we kind that. of av- avoid each other during the week sometimes because we don't like the beautiful thing about reality TV is it captures those moments of like when someone re- realizes something or gets upset about something and you can't reenact it. It will never be good if you're like reenacting something or yeah. faking it. That's what I think makes our show so great is because of the hidden cameras, like you really capture every moment in that house. The hidden cameras are my favorite part because I just love like a night vision shot. I love you guys getting in and out of bed. Like it's very voyeuristic. That's why when I watch the episodes, I literally have no clue what they're going to show. And I see so many like scenes of myself where I'm like, had no idea that that was something they were interested in showing people. (laughs) How are you feeling now that this season's airing? Because I feel like you're settled in now. Last season was your first season. You must feel a little bit more comfortable now with everything, right? A thousand percent. I'm not going to lie. I was scared last season like i i didn't know how it was gonna affect my life let's be honest when me and Paige got on it it people weren't like oh my god congrats it was like oh that show you're going on that one yeah like we didn't know if it was good or not (laughs) and it, it was kind of a risk and then we got such great positive feedback and I feel like I was you able... You guys saved the show. Like, the show oh was really... It was, like, really shitty. And then you guys... <laughs> oh, my God. Thank that. you. I hated it. I do. <laughs> personally, personally, I did not care Paige for it. And, and I now joke, I love it. We joke that we're the most the strongest relationship in the house we still talk like three times a day she called me this morning crying because she has the flu i was like if you have corona we can't be friends anymore i know you just came into my house if you brought Paige's coronavirus in here i'm gonna be so upset i know that would be super mean of me but she's fine it's a normal flu thank god (laughs) but yeah we are so close and this season i was able i think to come in with more opinions because last season I'm not one to like just start confrontation if i don't feel fully educated on things like i if I'm going to say something, I want to be right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think after spending all winter with everyone, I had opinions about Kyle and Amanda. I had opinions about Carl. I had opinions about Lindsay. I knew these people now. Mm. So going to the house, I was ready to be like, we're family now and I'm not holding anything off. back. Yeah. Yeah. I worry a little bit about Paige because I love Paige on the show, but then this season she's got the boyfriend and it yeah. feels like she's half in the show and half out. Yeah. And that worries me a little bit. Like, did And it almost feels like watching it, she feels that way too. I know you guys had a conversation on camera and I was reading into it like Paige saying, well, I'm not going to be here this weekend. And you could tell she was kind of struggling with saying that. Yeah. And I was thinking what she's really saying is... Uh, I'm not going to be filming next weekend. And you guys were saying, well, you're not going to come next weekend. Was that what's going on? Yeah. There is that like, are you choosing like this adventure with us on this show? Or are you choosing kind of having a boyfriend and can it be both? And I think so many girls deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I think she's one that was like always wanted to meet her Prince Charming and like live that, that lifestyle. But now she's become such an entrepreneur and I think she she's kind of stuck in between two worlds and I think sometimes it's hard to show that because it's very fourth wall again Mm -hmm. so she's but she definitely gets more involved in the show later I think in the beginning she didn't know how to navigate her boyfriend in the show but we as you see like me and her our relationship gets tested later which is like one of the most insane things of the season. It was interesting. We we're talking about Vanderpump Rules, and the same thing happened with Stassi a few seasons back, where she's dating this guy who yeah. didn't want her on the <sighs> show, and then she kind of stepped back. Um, did, did Paige's guy? Is she still with the guy? Yeah. Does he? Did he not want her on the show, or was he it just is a hundred percent supportive of her being oh, on the show? Good. But as you can tell, he does not film. He's just not interested. It's like in a filming. Randall situation. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I want to talk about Jordan being back this week. He's oh no my longer God. on the show. What's going on? Is he going to be back a little bit more? Or what's yeah, happening? you're going to see. You're going to see him. I'm the one that brought him back because. <laughs> I just think he always brings the most insane drama. I'm so glad you brought him back because I thought he was so like people hated him last season, but I thought it was like in a very important way that we hate people on reality yes. TV sometimes. Like I thought we need that. Yeah. So when he wasn't coming back, I was like, uh Oh, I think I was kind of like, I sat him down and I was, I think he was hurt that he wasn't asked back. And 
he wasn't gonna like come at all and i was like jordan you need a fucking redemption you need to come in that house and show these people who the fuck you are and i like pumped him up so like he comes in hot (laughs) i can't wait i cannot wait uh speaking of casting is danielle in the main cast danielle's a friend this season okay i think like she did she know that because wasn't there like (laughs) photos of like there was like cast photos where some she was in it and yeah, some she's I think not. It's like, what's going on? She got this is the thing with friends. If you get involved in a lot of drama, drama, like it's like Danielle Stop, not comparing Danielle Stop to Danielle, but <laughs> slightly different. I mean, could you imagine if Danielle Stop just showed up in your house? I would die. And if she just like walked in and was like, I'm staying with you guys, I this would summer. love that. Would be amazing. Put her in a room with Lindsay and let them go at it <laughs> and then have her hook up with Carl and oh then watch. My oh my god, god. that'd be amazing. I was trying to get Pelly. Kelly Ben Simone on too. <laughs> <gasps> Hannah, you're doing the Lord's work for all I'm of us. I'm trying, you guys. Kelly Ben Simone would be so good. I'm like, I love Vanderpump, but I'm like ready for a, a Real Housewives of New York or New Jersey, like come in and show us, like, because they have the little Hamptons moments, and I'm like, it's some house. In I there. know. Weren't you guys close to Bethany's house? I, I think, think we were. It depends. Where were we in the highway? I don't know. Yeah. That <laughs> house, I just was reading about that house, which Ramona Singer had said on the show that she was going to lose money on it. And yeah. then it turns out she did lose money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona I just was, was reading about right it. Ramona's with the highway right. Ramona knows her shit. Like, I mean, she's a monster, but she's a she monster. knows her stuff. She knows her real estate. Um, but I uh, completely love that idea. Let's bring in some uh, Kelly Ben Simone. Let's bring in whoever. Jules Weinstein was from New York. She just is, uh, was, I don't know damaging her ex-husband's car or something like yes, let's get her that's in the what house we need. kyle's bmw it needs to be scratched up somebody needs to do it and and they're like you're right our drama is like not as like i'd say as intense because we are friends but it's much more relatable drama mm-hmm. where it's like oh my friend did that to me last year and i didn't handle it like that uh, I'm remembering Brandy Glanville like slashing tires and it, it popped in my head as we're talking about this. And I just have to say she tweeted recently like yeah. out in Carl. That is what did what was that about? We all were in shock. I think I like Paige and I texted about it and I was like, does she know him? Does she know something we don't know? Like, does she not understand that that's like not okay to do? Has she lost her damn mind? She just has a bottle of wine sometimes and just hops online. <laughs> And whatever happens on or the she keyboard happens. She was like, nobody's straight. And we're like, are you outing yourself? Like, I guess, she, you know what? She's out as a bisexual, I, I think. I think she's embracing think. her, like, bisexuality right now. And, like, that's great for you, but you don't need to <laughs> throw Carl. Carl's been through enough on national TV with his penis. Didn't, I know. Wait, didn't he admit to, didn't he got a blowjob or something from yeah. a guy, I think, was well, on the show. that's why, like, I think. But that doesn't mean you're bisexual. I mean, that, no, that doesn't but mean. But I also think that. And Steven, like, their friendship will never be the same. What happened with Steven? Do you guys see him at all? Actually. You didn't know him, right? I, oh, my God. I didn't really know him. I interviewed him once when I worked for Betches, which was hilarious, because I was like, oh, reality TV. <laughs> Look at me now. But he, he apparently made up with Kyle. Like, they saw each other post Watch What Happens Live with Kristen Doty. I'm giving you all the dirt. I love that. And he basically was like, apologized to Kyle. And Kyle apologize or whatever. And I think Steven's actually sober right now. Oh. And he's like going through some kind of transformation. So oh. we wish Steven the best. Wish him the best. What about the Workus twins? The Workus twins, I actually had never met, but I met Lauren at a party after I filmed the first season and she was super nice to me. She was she like She probably hated you though. She she def she could have been a bitch and she wasn't. And then I found out she just got engaged to a friend of to a Okay, Carl's friend's brother, basically, she got married to. She got engaged just now in California. So congrats to her. Good for her. It kind of shows like a door closes and you don't even know what other doors open. Sure. While Carl's like fighting with Lindsay in a bathroom. I wonder what if they watch the show. Okay, Carl and Lindsay. (laughs) What? I can't tell week to week if it's fake or not. I know a lot of people have been DMing me. I've gotten tons of DMs, people saying that they saw them without cameras making out and it's all completely real. Um, I truly don't even care if it's real or not because I'm very entertained by it. Like The thing with the cast is that if we feel like anyone is doing a fake story for camera, you get you, you get called out like it's not cool like we're putting our lives on the on the line so that we had a similar experience where we're like are they fucking with us mm-hmm. are they fucking with us but they're 
I think because they come from such a friendship, there's so much like love between them and love and hate is so close together. And then the sexual tension was so weird. Like the kisses on the cheek and like him hitting her stomach. I'm like, what is that? Do you guys just be friends? <laughs> if a guy hit my stomach when I was like showing my tits and he just started to hit my gut, I would kick him in the balls. I don't want anyone even going near my stomach. No. Like, don't even, I don't want you looking at it. I don't want you touching it. Like, I don't even like when my boyfriend Matt will sometimes like poke or like you know don't. playfully touch, if you poke touch my or, belly button I'll no, lose it right I don't I also have a very sensitive belly button <laughs> I hate that belly button crazy. that's like my biggest pet peeve yeah if they like put their finger in your belly button oh my god that's I how I snap I, I am right there with you I recently got my appendix taken out and they they you have a scar and they go in your belly button and oh, so no. then I had to, <laughs> TMI you tried to put his dick ha- in your belly button no 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 <laughs> It would never happen because I would. I don't like anything here, but it was like you know you have to like scrub it, <laughs> like you know you oh, have to yeah. keep everything clean and then put the scar gel on it and stuff. And it was just like tor- it's torture for that me is every so time. So graphic. Anyway, I, I wish know, we didn't I'm go sorry. there. We're gonna have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the reviews on iTunes are just being like, I don't know why he was talking about his belly button. He talked about uh, the whole time. It's disgusting. So Carl and Z, are they still together? I. Have- you will see. They're very close. I'll okay. give you that update. But you see their relationship evolve. A lot of people were like, well, one of them has to leave the house, obviously. And it's like their relationship's so fucking fucked up and complex that they go on a lot of different journeys together. I'm really into it. Like I, like I said, I don't care if it's fake because I find it so entertaining. But I ultimately don't think... I, I, I think, think they you're tried. Right. I think, I think they really not, tried. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that this is, this is like the reality that happens. There's like a fake... A, Okay, there's reality, then reality TV, which creates a new reality. I think in that new reality, whatever they were trying to do, you still don't know if the other person's going to come through for you. Mm. If they were like, let's see what happens if we like try to hook up. The other person can throw you under the bus. And like, I think that's also why there was so much anger because Lindsay was felt like we were going to give this a chance. And then he like freaked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so there is like a false reality in the new reality. That sounds so meta, but do you Very understand inception. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I think Lindsay's great at reality TV. She's I like- <laughs> incredible and to the point that like i think she's a evil genius and i'm scared of her yeah, yeah and she hates when i say that i'm scared of her but it's out of respect Lindsay. okay i don't want to dm after this she's probably not listening to this hopefully not um, you'd be surprised okay hannah you and luke i love luke but i'm yeah. i'm a little bit worried that he's gonna disappoint me down the road because <laughs> the bravo like- men often do i know so what's going on well my thing is in New York, I was dating and I had been seeing someone who was like a friend. And then I like, he was the kind of guy that I just kept wanting to be around. Like I was like, Armand, right? You Armand. Said, yeah, I, I remember like he was in my friend group and once he was like, do you want to get coffee? And I just like, didn't want to leave the coffee date. And rarely in my life do I not want to leave a social interaction. Sure. And I was like, okay, I always go for like the hot, big, stupid idiots. This guy is like, I'm connecting with emotion. I'm like, Hannah, this is what you have to do. Stop with the douchebags. This is a nice, cool guy. And then walk into the house. Kyle didn't even tell me he was bringing Luke. This guy walks in and I'm like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> really these testing These motherfuckers you. are testing me. But at first I really was like, yeah, Luke is hot. But I've dated hot guys that ruin my life. And I'm just not in the mood for that right now. Yeah. So that's why I think people are like, how do you have so much self-control with Luke? And it's like, because I've been to therapy mm. for two years because of like a hot famous dude. Sure. Like, wait, so who was the hot famous dude? I dated some comedian who was like, you can, if you, if you, you can figure it out if you, we can Google it. If you Google it around, okay. you'll figure it out. But anyway, um, yeah, it just sometimes the hot famous dudes don't make you happy. And who was the, can you tell me who the comedian? <laughs> His name is Dan, actually. I'll forget to Google. His name okay, is Dan. It's Dan. Okay, so we'll Google Hannah Dan. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, he did inspire me to get into comedy and do stand up, which is what I'm doing now. And I learned so much about that life. So there's reason for it. But when I saw Luke, I was like, you're hot. You're fun. Um, I'm 28. If I was 23, I'd be like, I want to be my boyfriend. I'm 28. I don't need that shit. Yeah. So I really had that attitude. That's good. So but what happens next with Luke? <laughs> I go on a date with him. And things change. So, it, so is there a chance for romantic like relationship with him or do you think it would just be like a physical i think i went into it very physical and i was like i don't think that he can emotionally like give me what i want sure and um we like explore that though because you have to he's able to pull off hats that 
I could never. Like, the hat work he's doing on that show, I mean, I look at that and I'm like, wow, he's pulling it off. And it, there are hats that I would see at a Tommy Bahama and I'd say, what? No one needs that. And then he wears them and I'm like, so attracted to him. He's so obnoxiously good looking to the point, like, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, stop looking at me. It's just like That a scene lot. where you were watching him make jewelry, it was literally like the opening of Magic Mike XXL. Like, I don't, do you remember that movie where Channing yes. Tatum's character is like, I don't know, building or something. Yes, <laughs> building. That, I literally jerk off to that movie all the time. Sure, who does? When that? he does like the dance with his fucking hips. Anyway, he's just like jumping on top of wood tables, and yeah. it's very bizarre. But it's still like and that's what look, I was thinking. He of. had like this like kind of smut on his face, but it was like perfectly contouring his perfect. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just so good looking. I joke that I feel like when I'm with him, it's like I want to make a wish date. Oh, like yeah, I feel yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's important for America to see like. Yeah, there's hot dudes, but like, is he the right hot dude for you? And Mm. that's what I try to explore. He also posted uh, that he coaches little kids in hockey. And I'm like, stop it. Like, it's it's too much. But that's why I keep thinking, I'm like, the shoe's going to drop eventually. Because I actually also thought, I thought, used to think Kyle was like the greatest looking man on Bravo. And I still think he's very attractive, Mm -hmm. Kyle. Um, But, you know, things change. Things do change. But (laughs) yeah, we learn more about Luke. And you just learned well, that we he, like him more. I think he learned that he has he's has more demons and he's more complex than you think. Mm-hmm. And I also think with these very good looking guys, I stay away from them mostly because they live a different life than us. Sure. Everything he says, so you're saying people I'm not laugh a really good looking guy. I'm, no, I'm saying <laughs> I don't trust how, how you. Rude I'm saying I don't trust okay. you. <laughs> okay. Great. You're so hot. Like if you were straight, we'd be fucking right now on this table. <laughs> don't want to make you uncomfortable. I'm sorry if that was. I was weird. like, how dare you? <laughs> Literally, no, you're so my type. No, anyway, um, you're like okay, you're stop. not mine. But I'm sorry. I like. I need a dick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you know who I want to fuck? You, Ben, and Ben from Watch Your Crappins. Oh, I love Ben. Both and of you. I want to have a threesome oh, with. Oh, thank you. I'll get you drunk one night. Okay. Um, so, but Luke, like these good looking guys, they live a different life. Like if they're late for something, no one cares. Like they just live a certain, mm-hmm. and then he actually hates also being- straight men in general. I think like right. straight, straight white, white guys, men. it's like, oh my God. Like the thing I'm so annoyed with straight my, white men Me right too. now. Like Every I literally can't even tolerate I them. They're I was just so reading something, uh, someone online complaining about like there being too m- this was uh, someone tweeted it and I saw someone retweet it, but they were saying there's too many movies coming now with diversity and i was like literally like 98 percent of all the entertainment we watch is made by By and for straight white men so it's like now that there's a couple movies coming out where it's like we have a a black female lead or or you know whatever yeah i'm working on this new stand-up bit where i'm like it's a really hard time for white men you guys like there's fewer (laughs) opportunities than ever for them and we have to root for them and i just i'm i get into it yeah well good (laughs) i um I, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about mm-hmm. Kyle and Amanda. Mm-hmm. They hate each other, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always say they love each other, but they don't like each other. <laughs> no, like I, it is like shocking to me that they're still together. And like she looks at him with such disgust on that show. Like I've never seen it. And him too, vice versa. They it just seem to hate each other. from the first night when like Kyle snapped at us and she immediately took our side. As in like <laughs> she's probably been on our side all the time where he snaps at her for like stupid things. And even admitted it later, like... It it reminded me of Amanda on her phone and it's like I'm triggered by it because I'm like a messy person and I'm very independent and like for a guy to tell me what to do or tell me I'm not good enough I just right. can lose it so will they make it down the aisle I don't believe so they have a date they do have a date yes what was she, what was she saying on the show like they had a venue but it fell it through. fell through was that a lie it did fall through okay. <laughs> but I think it's like it was kind of thing like venues they were fall happy through, about you it. can like look at more uh, will we have to see the wedding on the show? <laughs> I love how you phrase that. I think ideally they would obviously like it to be filmed, okay. but nothing's been confirmed. If it does get filmed, which I wouldn't mind seeing it, but yeah. can we maybe just make it like a half an episode or something? <laughs> like I can't do the Jackson, Brittany, Vanderpump Rules thing where it's seven episodes of the season. I also think that like Kyle's so proud of the wedding journey. And that was also the tension in the first episode where like we were drunk. We'd been drinking since three. We were trying to have fun. And he wanted to go on a whole like 20 minute speech about how what a great fiance he is and planning his own wedding and shit like that. And that's why I was like, I'm not doing this right now. And like he wanted that soapbox and like, I can just I man- that imagine. You guys were like, just laughing. It was just. It was. I, I. He said on a podcast that he doesn't take back what he did, and I'm like, well, I fucking still think it was ridiculous when you said that most fiancés aren't as good as you. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, so if they, you said they have a date and they'll probably get married. So how long do you think they'll last? <laughs> I'm always asking 
give me this. I think that if they can work through their shit and grow together, they definitely can last. But if they don't work through their shit, it's not good. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, Jules, is she a single white femaleing page? I think Or that, do you think that's like an editing? I think the editing obviously helped it, but I do think that she, of all the people, she just like idolizes Paige and Paige can do no wrong and Paige is perfect. And I think subconsciously like wanting to fit in, she started to do some stuff, but like Paige d- doesn't care and Paige like, it's yeah. like whatever. It wasn't yeah, it's sort of a compliment. Thought. Yeah. Twisted way. I think producers, I, I think they might have brought her on. They thought like maybe her and Paige would like be jealous of each other, but it went like the opposite way where they both just like are obsessed. I mean, Jules is obsessed with Paige and they like each other. Does Jules get in the mix with the drama and stuff more? or does She, she gets of... in the mix with the drama because Jordan comes back and they have a history together. Oh, right. Okay. So that I think airs tonight as of this Which recording. Which is like, you, you, there's already so many good storylines and then that comes and your mind just explodes. Wow, I'm excited. It's so good, Danny. It's so good. What else do we have to look forward to on this show? <sighs> you get to me, Amanda and Paige's relationship get really tested. And it's funny because I would talk to Paige like beginning of summer and I was like, we would never fight. And if we did, it would have to be like so fucking epic. Like I'd have to like fuck Perry or something. And she's like, I know. And then fast forward, we're like crying and yelling at each other. It was good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does Perry look like? Perry is is this like sexy um, Persian guy. He's older? She's older. She loves Persians. Okay. He's like golden skin he owns a bunch of restaurants he's um owns a financial tech company he's, he's really the, rich he's really rich they've always been like but the way he talks to her i always loved like they before they were dating they were friends and they would like end phone calls being like love you like they were very close and safe with each other and i think she just was scared to be like if i start fucking him we're gonna get married wait so not to go back yeah. i um but kyle and amanda if they do get married <laughs> sorry if they do get married, like, will they still go to the summer house? Or, like, what happens then? Like, I think, like, Kyle is so committed to it. Like, it's his, like, he might get a summer house tattoo on his ass with Loverboy under, under it. Um, How is Loverboy? I haven't tried it. It's good. Really? There's, okay. like, three different flavors, and you pick kind of what's good for you. I want to try it. I mean, I drank too much of it this summer. I can't even look at it yeah. now. But I think that, I think because it's, like, clearly a marketing for his lover boy. Like he's going to try to stay as long as possible. They'll probably have a full family of kids. They'll like hide in the pantry. 60, just in the pantry. <laughs> I was like, the margarita machine's ready. <laughs> I sort of like the weird diet, the weird age differences. Like it's like, yeah, cause Kyle is, isn't he 30? Kyle's late like 30s? 38. Okay. But we got into we got into it because like that's like, that's weird. <laughs> it is weird, but like that's mean. Of me. I just hated that's ageist of me. It is ageist. To but Jules a bit. is how old? Like twenty twenty six. Yeah, like that's weird to me that like a thirty eight year old man is living with a twenty five year old thirty eight year old man. Like, that's weird. Is yelling at you right that's when you're weird. not dating him? Mm-hmm. That's what's fucking weird, and that's when you need to. Go I didn't get even therapy. think about this age. Now I'm thinking when about I it, I'm like Carl, this is weird. This happens multiple times when Carl and Kyle, a thirty five and thirty eight year old man, are yelling at me because of like some petty drama. That's when that's I like weird. reflect and I'm like, I don't like this or want to be here, and you two need. Yeah, help. that's bizarre, and I need help too. Yeah, but I. <laughs> well, we all need help, to be honest, Anna. We <laughs> do. <all> <laughs> But I remember I got mad because the first scene, Carl was like, it's a gen gap. It's a gen gap. And I said in an interview with them, I was like, first of all, there's no generational gap. Like, Lindsay's 33. I'm 28. Like, you guys are old, but you're guys and you're less mature. No one's like, I wish I was as mature as Carl and Kyle. No one's ever said that. So stop trying to play like you're not understanding our culture. Sure. But then Kyle... I, I like was really pissed about it. So then whenever Kyle like posts emojis or something, I'll be like, Oh my God, it's so cool that guys in your generation understand emojis. Like it's so, cause they'll use that card when they want to. Like they'll be like, Oh Paige, just yeah. post on Instagram. And I'm like, you post on Instagram as much as we do. Like leave right. us alone. Right. I talk so much shit on these podcasts. It's so fun. No, I love it. Who else yeah. do you hate in the house? <laughs> <laughs> what it else literally goes by the month. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're literal like siblings. We're like, you f- I'll fucking hate someone. Like, me and Lindsay got in a huge fight over the winter. And then, like, I saw her at an event. She was like, I love you. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I love you, too. But, like, at any moment... Like, Lindsay and I, our relationship's really evolved. And I actually really like where we are right now. Um, But she's one of those people that, like, you have to fight for the friendship. Like, you need to earn it. (laughs) Sure. 
Do you think there'll be a reunion this season? We didn't get one last I season. I hope so. want one. Yeah, it was super annoying because I have to deal with all the messages of being like, why isn't there a reunion? Yeah. And I was like, do you think if I had control, we would not have a reunion? Um, I'll host I, it if Andy's busy. I'm right there. I'm think, ready to get in. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Honestly, he can't be doing it forever. But I do think that Luke might help us get a reunion because... He just invited Luke on Watch What Happens Live, and Luke's been on for, what, three episodes? So I think that Andy might love Luke, and hopefully sure. that'll get us in. Okay. Well, I think we definitely need one. I w- you know, it could be a little one in the clubhouse or something like that, or you guys could come over my shit. house. Dude on the street. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just would like at least like an hour, just you guys sit down. Yeah. I need it. I think there's stuff that needs to be said. Even watching it, like, I get worked up. If there is a reunion, will Danielle be there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even answer the question. The thing with Danielle yeah. is like... Yeah, she she got it, she gets in so many episodes that like she kind of becomes. They a were part like, of "Well, again. whatever, you're around." Yeah, <laughs> we'll throw you in the. You guys were doing the cast photo, and she was just lurking in the background. They're like, "Come she on!" She was literally watching us, and we were like, "Get in!" Did you ever watch the comeback with Lisa Kudrow? No, there's like this scene. She's in a sitcom, and she's like the aunt sassy. And there's a scene where they're filming the poster or shooting the poster, and she's like in the way background of the. <laughs> the and then finally she tr- tries to like go to the foreground of the image and they're like, get back there. <laughs> like that's Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, like her job is, is actually, she has the most intense corporate job of all of us. So they'll have weekends where like she has to be in Virginia for some meeting. Right. So like, I think it worked out schedule wise for everyone. I just can't figure her out because she seems like seven different people in the course of the amount of seasons she's been on. That's me. She's gorgeous though. No, she's gorgeous. And she seems like a nice gal. Yeah. She's super nice. Hannah, I do think... Yeah, I think we... Oh, Luke is calling. Should oh, answer. Will you answer? answer? I will. Hey, I'm on a podcast. Oh, really? Are you talking about me? Yeah, I'm with Danny Pellegrino. It's one of like the top Bravo podcasts. I have you on speaker. What do you want to say? What do you want to clear the air? What's up, burn dog? How's LA treating you? <laughs> Ask Luke, how's this first season? Did you decide you're going to move there yet or what? Honestly, I'm kind of liking it. Should we move in together here? Yeah, that's such a lie. You're not there. <laughs> Danny wants right, to... Listen. What? Danny wants to know how would you describe your first season in a couple sentences? Uh, Anna Burner, wild, crazy, not enough sleep, hungover. He just uses random uh, words. This is what we're dealing with. He's a male model. You're really hot, Luke. Are you? He says you're really hot. Are you excited for Watch What Happens Live tonight? Yeah, I'm looking. I can't wait. I'm actually in the subway, so I'm a little disheveled. Give me a break, here, Burndog. Okay. okay, we love you. Well, we All love right. you. I'll talk to you later. What? All right, love you too. Bye. Call me later. Right. Okay, bye. He's obsessed. Oh, he with said me. he loves you. He and he, he called me. you just out of the blue. Yeah. He loves you. Oh my god, I'm not I try I don't want to give anything away, but that was that's our relationship. That's the relationship. Wow. Yeah. Sneak peek. <laughs> uh Hannah, what can you tell us about your comedy show? You're on tour right now. Oh my now. gosh. So I'm in LA because I have a comedy show in LA and I'm going to San Francisco this weekend. I have Texas coming up, Connecticut, New Jersey, um She's Chicago, all over Madison. The place. I first did stand up. To for my burning in hell live podcast i think similar to you like i opened with like 10 minutes and then i fell in love with it and i was like i need to do 20 on my next one and now i'm doing like 40 minutes to q a and i've been doing it on the grind in new york city every night and i'm in love with it i think it's because i always loved writing as you can tell by like my tweets and yeah. my like past your twitter is so good thank you and i also miss the like performance aspect of I mean, tennis. Oh, I've been waiting oh, to yeah. bring it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so stand-up's been like a natural next progression in my career, and it's been so fun and humbling, but also challenging, and I've enjoyed it. And so where can people find tickets? HannahBurner.com. And Easy so peasy. go see you, and will there be more dates too? There definitely will be more dates. Tampa's coming up. I'm going to get them soon. Working on Charlotte and shit like that. She's and DM all me over the country. I'm DM you. Go to your website. Where can people find you on social media? Being Burns at B-E-I-N-G B-E-R-N-Z. And follow you on Twitter because your Twitter is so funny. Thank I mean, you, you also post your tweets on yeah. it. All the social media is fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. Anything else you want to say that we need to know? Oh, just, I'm... Tell me what you guys think of this season of Summer House. What a good host I am. I'm like, what else do you I know, say you're like something? anything. I'm like, Venmo me Fill at each burner. <laughs> no. But no, I'm so grateful to come on this show. I'm so happy to have you. I love it so much. And thanks Thank for supporting you. Summer House always, because I know I, you've been... I just want people to watch... Like, I... 
I keep saying it. I want people to watch it because I think it's like so fresh. It's so fun. It gives me the feeling that I used to get when I was watching Vanderpump Rules, like early ish. Oh my God. Which it's, and it's, I swear to you, I think it's one of the most excited, the shows I look forward to watching the most. And I don't recap it on the podcast. And selfishly, I think Mm -hmm. it's because I just want to watch it and like not take notes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I swear that's not bullshitting you or or listeners. Like it's, what I look forward to watching the most yeah. because a lot of the other shows are feeling stale to me yeah. and Summer House just feels really fresh. There's definitely not like a system or a strategy that like, it's really just insanity on our show. Yeah. yeah you never can predict It's a different anything. vibe than all the other shows on Bravo. And then also I feel like it's lived in enough. Like we, the, mm. the producers, editors and cast kind of, we know the format. It's not like we're trying to figure that out. So it's lived in, but then it's, it's like once you know game. the rules, you could break the rules right. almost. <laughs> it's like uh, the Scream movies. Whatever yeah. it's Part it's, two is where you break a, the rules. It's Psychoville. Yeah, yeah. Someone probably gets murdered at the end. That's what I'm going to say. Hannah, thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank I you for you listening. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.